thank you so much for joining me for episode 12 of Shorter Speaks With podcast. My name is Shorter Dunbar and I hope everyone is well. And this week and on this final episode of season one, I am joined by Liza and Nicole, two founders of the Female Film Club. And they told me all about this wonderful initiative which they started, uh, about uh, when they started, what their objectives are, what they hope to achieve from it, how this club, as well as helping to promote uh, females in the film industry, how it can get people together, especially during these times. They also spoke about how the Female Film Club can help with people's mental health and mindset and how we can all adapt to networking during these times and much, much more about the film, Female Film Club and beyond. So I had an absolute blast speaking with them. And I hope people enjoy it as well. So here is my conversation with Liza and Nicole. Uh, please enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Shorsha Speaks With. And I am here with Nicole and Liza, uh, who are the organizers of the Female Film Club. I hope I got your names right, uh, Liza in particular. I was trying to remember if that's how I, <laughs> that's how you pronounce your perfect. name. perfect. It was perfect. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, your pronunciation of my name was perfect as well. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm scared of trying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think it's mainly just written when people go go like, how in God's name do you say sure. that? And yes. Yes, Perfect. I got it. Too. I'm very competitive, so it's like I have to get it too. We're a team. I, I see that. Yes, well, well, the two of you got it there in one, got it perfectly. Um, not here in Ireland, a lot of people, as we we're talking before recording, not many people get it right. Even people in my own family. So that's. Wow, they gave but, you the name though. Yeah, that's that's true. So um, I'm used to it at this stage, but anyway, we're here to talk about uh, you guys and your really you know fantastic film club which you which you started and um i, I suppose that my first question is uh what is the female film club and how did this come about well we started the female film club when covid19 happened all over the world and everyone went into lockdown and we were desperately finding a way to keep connecting with each other as the film industry shut down we're both working in film we were like how do we keep connecting how do we keep hope in the industry and how do we keep moving forward because there's no way that we can just let this period stop our whole industry and we started with a really small film club and we found there's really a need for women to get together to support each other to keep learning and it just grew and grew from there. Yeah, there was such a need for it. Everyone was coming on a regular basis. We gave each other hope really, and we empowered each other and we stuck by each other through, um, especially in the beginning it was very difficult times because no one really knew what was happening. And it grew and grew, like Liza said, and now we have an international community of female filmmakers that are joining us from about 17 different countries around the world. And we're very excited about yeah. the future. So what it is, it's an international membership platform where female and non-binary filmmakers come together to watch films, to discuss films, to learn from each other, to work on their mindset. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, that's when I first heard about it. That's, it's, you know, it sounds really great, especially as you mentioned when we're uh, well, stuck indoors or when the film industry 
came to a halt. I think there's some more movement now, but certainly beginning uh, that we were all just stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably should have asked you guys to introduce yourselves a little bit first <laughs> <laughs> to see who is who. Um, uh, are you guys uh, filmmakers? So we can, we can start with uh, Nicole then, <laughs> just to, just to find me. out who, who is who is who. Um, so I'm yeah, a, I am a filmmaker. I am um, yeah, I'm half Israeli, half Italian, and um, but I've lived in London for many years now. And I am a producer and I also work on the acquisition side of films. And um, me and Liza have worked on a film together, a short film that um, became, was our first project. That was a wonderful project to work on together. And since then we have really become a team. Oh, fantastic. Um, And Liza, uh, you want to give it? Yeah, absolutely. Well. <laughs> which, which is what I should have done before, but anyway. <laughs> fine. The whole world is upside down, you know? Exactly. We're creatives, it's all good. <laughs> um, I started in the film industry as an actor, and then I wanted to have more control about the roles that I was playing, so I started to get more into producing, into writing. Um, as Nicole said, we started to make this wonderful film together, which did really well in the film festival circuit and we won some prizes and we wanted to work more together. Then I started studying at Middlesex University where I researched flawed female characters in Western 21st century film, which sounds super complicated, but it's actually just a load of feminist film theory. And with Nicole also having a human rights background and me studying uh, lots of feminist film theory, bringing those two together in the female film club just seems like a perfect fit. Yeah, it's true. I forgot about my human rights background. (laughs) 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 I do have a human rights background. I have a master's in law in human rights. I always try to bring that into the films I work on and also a lot into the club as well. So it's a really important combination, I think, because through film, there's so much you can say, and there's such a difference that you can make in the world, and especially just bringing out subjects that nobody knew about and bringing them out to everybody. So it's not just to a niche academic audience or people that are already interested in the subject. So yeah, there's a lot of correlation. Fantastic. Now you made some, uh, you know, great great points there, and uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, you know, it's f- funny how you, you just remembered your master's in human rights there. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's small part. <laughs> I was gently pushing her. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, uh, it, it, it's fantastic. You mentioned as well, um, Liza, how you wanted, you know, more control as well. Because Now, I'm not part of the film industry, but again, as a film goer, and I, you know, when cinemas were open as I go to watch films, uh, one thing that I would notice is that there always seem to be a lot more male characters than you know mm. female characters. That there's always a group of men and one female. Mm. Um, is is that changing now? Do you think is there is there more and more better roles for women? Uh, do you think, or uh, or do we still have a long way to go? Well, I think there's always progress to be made, but I think that as there are more directors and producers getting more money there are more possibilities to making higher budget films which can be then of higher quality higher value can reach more people i think the possibility of women writing these roles and and making these films were always there but they would have maybe made only in a short film 
or on a very low budget and therefore not being brought to a wider audience. So I think what is great is that there's becoming more and more funds available for directors and producers and writers for different, just a variety of roles, not only female leads, but in general, just a variety of, of leads rather than the leads we've seen so far. And also different voices mm -hmm. because it's different voices are more accepted these days than they were before. So I think a lot of it you can see, I'm sure you would have seen like Fleabag, say something like that, maybe, um, I don't know, before would have been a bit, would not have been as accepted as today because we're opening our horizon, men and women, to um, different ways of looking at subjects, at understanding each other. So I think the female gaze is becoming something a lot more popular. So there's so much more to be done with it now. Yes, definitely. No, I... You know, I completely agree that, you know, there are more stories to be told from different voices as well, which is really important, not just from one group of people, um, because the stories become the same and become very stale. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's, it's great, the more people, the better. And now I listen as well to some film podcasts, I listen to Empire podcast and to the Kermode and Mayo podcast. And uh, Dave, Mark Kermode has interviewed some female directors and producers as well, talking about the challenges that they face. Uh, did you feel that you faced any maybe extra challenges while you're making films um, as women, or do you think that this is also getting, is, is it getting, you know, are there more opportunities now, more equal opportunities, or again, is it still difficult for women to get a film made? Um, I think in these times it's challenging for everyone to get a film made. Mm. Um, I think in certain instances it can be more challenging for women in particular to get a higher budget film made. But I think if I speak for myself, I've always worked for the fantastic people in the industry, male and female. Um, so I haven't had particular chances, challenges for myself. And I think Nicole and I really made our own short film with a 80% female cast and crew which was fantastic Amazing. we really oh. we loved yeah. it and also the the men that were involved were also top notch um and it's more about how can we work together because we don't really want to exclude anyone and also for the record men are welcome just as much in the female film club we're just making it to challenge women and to lift their voices up but if men want to join us we welcome them with open arms we're not against anyone exactly and that's exactly what we did with our short film we decided we want to have a majority of a female crew but of course we still had men on set as well and the energy was phenomenal and everyone really worked together to make something happen and what me and liza really about and we did that with our short film and we do this with the female film club it's just no ego and leave your ego at home and just come and let's make things happen together and work together to empower each other whatever your role is um you know bring your um capacities we're all different and just bring your strength and that's it's the differences that make um, the perfection at the end because if we were all the same we would come in with the same things and it wouldn't things wouldn't happen so we really um champion differences we champion um different skills but it's about working together so male or female that's fantastic. And so, males so, and females. <laughs> Together. Yeah, I find we kind of need each other, but, you know, male and females need to work 
you know, together. That's what I mm-hmm. find. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, that, that's great. So, and then, you know, back to the female film club, uh, you said that men are welcome as well. So it's, it's not, it's, is it, uh, so it's not just female only. So if people who aren't uh, maybe cisgender females, um, they can join as well, can they? Yes, absolutely. Anyone um, from any gender can join. We've just called it the Female Film Club as you really want to lift up female voices and really want to create a safe space where female filmmaking can thrive, but we're not excluding anyone. Yeah, we have um, we've mainly also created the space for women like mothers who are maybe not really able to travel so far and attend um, live networking events and they can still join in in the club. Sometimes they have their baby with them and they pop in and out, which is absolutely fine in our events. Also women with disability that might find it more difficult. And sometimes it's also finances. You cannot be everywhere all the time, but you still want to connect with people internationally. How can you do that? So if you join, you get these doors kind of open up and um because you, everything is online and everything's online exactly and you only need to wear a nice top 50 <laughs> percent <laughs> of the clothing is necessary <laughs> yeah that's very important this year that it's <laughs> but you know what i find funny as well about at first uh with the zoom meetings uh people were saying oh my god i have to look my best and my background has to be good in the lighting. And now, at least what I see is like now people are like, you know what, I don't really care anymore. We've all been through a hell of a year. <laughs> and now, you know, that's, uh, look, I'm here, let's just get this done. <laughs> but yeah, it's because um, I, I myself for my day job, I had a you know, job interview as well. Now I, I did dress in a full suit, but I was thinking, do I really need to wear, you know, <laughs> trousers for the suit? <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> But then I was thinking, okay, imagine if I do need to get up, but I, you know, probably for the best. But Did you ever take that leap? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't actually have to uh, have to leave, thankfully. But that's actually an, another question that I had for, for the two of you is that uh, nowadays, last year, we've been stuck at home and we haven't been able to, you know, to move about a lot. Uh, and we've all had to, to adapt. Do you guys have any suggestions or any advice on how we can adapt to maybe network and get to know people and connect with people in a different way that's not face-to-face in person, like we probably usually do? Well, we really started our club on connections online and networking in a way where it's not, here's my business card, this is what I want, can you do this for me? Okay, bye, on to the next person. Because we believe that true networking comes from true connections, comes from what can I give? What do we share? What is interesting about you? And that's how we got our inspiration from networking at film festivals as we love going to them live and online where you always ask each other, hey, which films have you seen? Oh, what film did you enjoy? What did you love about that? And you get on a conversation like that. You get to know someone's taste, mm-hmm. someone's personality. And from there, you get the connection. So for me, the tip would be start with a human connection start with what can you give start with asking questions start with really getting to know the person and not start with i Me. need this from you or just selling yourself mm-hmm. first before so it's it's more about the other person rather than just about yourself because i think we tend to even subconsciously sometimes just say 
everything on our CV <laughs> in five minutes. And it's like, okay, but actually who are you as a person? So when you make these real connections, like Liza said, which we always try to do by discussing a film or different, and you really get to know people, their ethics, their morality, where they come from, their culture. And Even their humor and their, their humor, values. Yeah. Yeah, yeah def definitely. Definitely kind of networking. I also find as well that I, I know I was mentioning that, you know, speaking to people over, uh, you know, a computer screen, but then also, at least I find if you're talking to people now, a lot of people seem to be more relaxed because we're at home. And as you mentioned, we just need to look well from our top now. We can wear some <laughs> pants. <laughs> so I find people can be maybe sometimes more relaxed, you know, if they're from home and just mm -hmm. speaking, but they don't need to stress on the travel or they say here's my business card to speak to a hundred different people and then not get in contact afterwards with anybody uh did you guys find that as well do you guys find that there's more connections now this past year or or maybe not am i am i wrong or no it's true it's more relevant because you make your choices so it's not just about arriving at all these meetings and like you say sometimes you can attend an event you speak to so many people but then there's nothing necessarily that stays with you after Whereas here we found that we really made these connections and they're really, they're kind of sticking and they're staying. And, and exactly, you're not traveling, you have a lot less stress on your plate. Um, you, you can time it in a much easier way. So there is a lot of pros for it, I think. And I, I've been enjoying it. And I'm not a very technological person. In the beginning, I thought, how am I gonna, I'm very much a people person, I love, meeting people in person or, or, or at least I used to <laughs> she was the party person I'm just gonna <laughs> give you a bit of a context <laughs> I was out every night and that's how I networked but now and in the beginning with lies I was like I'm gonna do it online it's not me I'm not technological but I have to stay you know I feel like so comfortable now and I feel a lot of our members we've never met them in real life but I really feel like I know them and they feel like they know us and there is that human connection which is so beautiful um that we've been able to create that so maybe yeah some people do feel more comfortable and some people let's remember also i'm an extrovert that's my personality i think i was born like that but some people are introverts and they don't really feel comfortable when they enter a room full of people and they don't know where to start and you don't always have someone that comes to break the ice and speak to them so maybe they attend an event and they stand there all night speaking to almost nobody and they go home and that's quite, whereas online, this, it doesn't really happen. Everyone gets included in the conversation. Yeah, I would say if you go to a networking event online, really go with a group of people that you feel comfortable in, um, that allow you to just say your bit. Because we always have that in our club. We know certain people are a bit quieter. Some people are really enthusiastic to take the room. And we make sure that everybody gets to say their bit. And then it's often the, the quietest one give these sudden pearls away of, of wisdom or comments. <laughs> and the whole room is like, wow. And this is this remembrance also for everyone. Because I love to speak up all the time <laughs> <laughs> to give the floor to the others in a, in a Zoom. Because they can really come up with some fascinating stuff I've learned. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, as, as you mentioned, some people might be more, uh, you know, comfortable because, you know, I, I've known, you know, going to parties before COVID, 
And that sometimes you just don't connect with people there and you're just on your own in a corner, which is not good. I would come and speak to you, by the way, if yes. I was at that part. Next time, give us a call. I would be the one speaking to you. I was like, oh, no, I don't like seeing someone alone in the corner. Well, it, it hasn't, didn't happen too often because, you know, I did go out. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure I describe myself as a complete extrovert. I'm more, you know, like, you know, kind of extrovert, kind of introvert. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there were you know, a couple of occasions where I just go out and then you're like, oh, I don't really have anything in common with these people and you, I came all the way out here. Mm -hmm. But um, but as you, as you mentioned here with um, with this female film club, with people who have kind of similar interests and even, as you said, that you include people who are, you know, the quietest, that, that you know, at least they're more comfortable, it seems, that they're with, uh, you know, in a friendly environment <laughs> mm -hmm. of people. That's yeah, um, we really try to make people feel comfortable. That's hmm. our thing. So again, like no ego. And we're not corporate. No. Like <laughs> we really started this from a place of fun and enjoyment and yeah. connection. And we make sure that at every event, like we also need to find this fun. Otherwise, why the hell would we? Yeah, we I have fun this? in these events. This has yeah. been my social life for the past year. <laughs> this has been the only way I've met new people. It's been through our club. It's been amazing. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you helped other people as well that, as you mentioned, maybe their mothers or, you know, we can't go out and meet uh, new people. And this is just a great way to meet new people with similar interests that, you know, keep, keep helping us through COVID as well and uh, helping us, you know, cope, you know, with our mental health as well. And you mentioned as well that interests me is that as well as this film club that, did you mention that you also have a, a life coach? Did I hear correctly? Yeah, we um, work a lot on mindset in the club because we really believe that um, you can be so skilled and and talented. And a lot of our members are amazingly skilled and talented. But if you don't have the right mindset, you won't necessarily succeed in life. And the reason is because you lack self-belief. You won't push to um, get that film down or to get this meeting or to get the funding application or the right steps in order to get things, to make things happen. So we we, me and Liza personally work a lot on our mindset and we regularly um, kind of push ourselves for growth and to understand more and to, to just reach higher levels. And we thought we would share that with our members as well. So we work a lot on visualization. We think it's good to be in the now, but it's also really important to look at where we'll be in two years down the line and five years down the line, where do we want to be and how can we start working towards that? And in the club, we um, bring um, mindset coaches once a month. Um, on the first Monday of every month, we have a different coach working on a different subject and different themes. And this is all in order to just empower our members and give them new skills and things that they might not have worked on or thought of maybe even otherwise. And we've seen some major changes in some of our members, haven't we, Liza? No, oh, absolutely. It's wonderful to see women come in the first months and feeling shy or just not sure where to start or feeling overwhelmed and maybe they have a family and so many different things going on at the same time but they do have this idea or this script and they cannot finish it or they don't know how to push for the funding and going from coaching session to coaching session to our mastermind group and accountability groups that they really feel like I got this I know the steps, I know what to plan. I have the support network and I'm gonna go and get it. And 
they've won some prizes at film festivals they get stuff done and We're that's so the proud. stuff that we live for like that's yeah. literally why we do it we feel like proud moms <laughs> <laughs> no fantastic it's, it's no and it, it is really pro we started in my day job to do this now every monday morning uh we have some well not exercises that sounds kind of like you know boring we have you know these tasks that you know visualization tasks as well and reading tasks and we just started but i think it definitely really helps it can help you get through kind of the day-to-day -day and just the challenges that we face as well what are the reasons so did you say as well that was it every monday that's uh... yeah that's funny because every monday we do because that's how me and liza when we started we just read a story to each other how uh, our lives in five years down the line and we always change it and it became something we did throughout this whole year we don't year. really change it we adjust it we adjust it's it, like yeah. our, our vision down the line exactly how, how would it look like and then just make sure that you focus on that and not get focused on the day-to-day -day. oh i need to i don't know put the bins out do these things you know and just look at the bigger off, picture yeah off track of the bigger picture and as our club evolves and our lives evolves we adjust our story to it and every exactly. monday morning we kind of remind us of ourselves and then yeah we bring it to our members we yeah do visualization, we do visualization posts. the breathing also what you say super important and just to be more in alignment and i think it's especially important on a monday because you start your week so you want to start your week in the right way and go all in and the sky's the limit that's how we really see it but you do need to take the steps in order to get there so that's that's a proactive step yeah definitely and do you think that the fact that it's on a monday beginning of the week does that help do you think it did for us so we decided to share what worked for us because yeah i think it's different maybe for everyone but for us it kind of, how is it for you does it work yeah, as I said, it's, we just started it. Um, but yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I think Monday beginning of the week, at least for, you know, for, for me, at least it is because I have a Monday to Friday job. But maybe if you're in hospitality, Monday is your day off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it can can help, you know, to to get you started in you know, the week and to help you visualize as well, set your goals for the week and to even, you know, clear, clear your mind and also kind of reduce your stress and pressure that you might be facing, I think, from the beginning of the week. Um, so I think in my case, it, it is working so far, although we've only just started. Exactly. Uh, and and do you think that this is, uh, I mean, it's always important, but do, do you think now during the COVID times when we're all under a lot of stress? Uh, more important, yeah. <laughs> do, do you think it, uh, it helps maybe more during COVID? Yeah. Or but it's important anyway, I'm sure. But well, we only do it because it helped us because we mm. everything came from what do we need and how can we share this? Like we've had this massive problem, like we feel isolated, we feel alone, we feel super down and stressed. What is the solution? We come together, we get inspired, we work on our mindset. Because Nicole and I lived just down the road from each other. We didn't see each other for three months. Yeah. We wow. were just online on the phone and we just made it work. And Exactly. And we also helped each other because sometimes one was more down and then the other would push her up. So it wasn't about taking this period and saying, oh, how can we feel sorry for ourselves? Um, life is so miserable. We're like, OK, yeah, it's not great. The situation could be better, but how can we do something to actually learn? So I have to say in this period, because like Liza, um, 
said before, I was a bit of a party queen. So I used to go out a lot. So I maybe didn't have as much time to just focus on my mindfulness and on my mindset. It wasn't because I was doing it in different ways, but not as regularly as I was in this period. And I thought, okay, the time is here. The silence is here. Let's kind of take this time and work on ourselves. And then we just made a pact with each other that we are going to use this time for growth and not to go backwards, but to go to to grow and become the better best version of ourselves. So and that's and then it becomes we, a habit now. Working on our exactly. mindset has become a habit. So then in whatever way life continues, um it's part of our day-to-day, it's yeah. part of our routine now. Absolutely. No, f- fantastic. Uh, no, it's, it's great, great to hear. I, I spoke to, as well, to, uh, she, well, she's a, ch- a psychologist, uh, Hazel Gale, and as well, she spoke as well, um, said similar things as well, that uh, we all need to focus on our mindset to to think kind of, well, positively, but, you know, also, you know, realistically, how, how can we help ourselves and how can we help each other, especially through these really challenging times we're all living mm-hmm. through? And not just, as you mentioned, feel sorry for ourselves, which is very easy to do right now. Yeah. I can say that from experience. Um, but no, that, that's fantastic. That's what I really, you know, like about this, uh, that it's as well as being a film club, you really help each other, um, you know, to visualize and help each other with set goals and with our mindset. So, uh, glad we could, you know, focus on that. Um, as well, getting back to the film club. Um, now you mentioned as well they started. It's you know kind of expanded now. It's gotten bigger. And with the regard to films, are the films all uh, in English? Are they all English-speaking films, or are there foreign films as well? Absolutely foreign <laughs> films. But whatever foreign films mean to you, because it depends wherever you are. What is right. for and we have members from 17 different countries so if we say foreign to each one of them they're like what does that mean yeah, so when we have like non-english films a lot of them because that's really the people and the experiences that we want to champion just as much as the more maybe well-known english films so we have films from china from morocco from israel from france from sweden from Germany, from the US. Um, and we're just actively working to engage every single country um, and get their brilliant films seen in the club. Yeah, definitely. No, that's, again, it sounds great because there are, I'm sure you've probably heard people say that they don't like watching quote unquote foreign films mm-hmm. because they don't like reading subtitles. But mm-hmm. what, what, what would you say to people who say that? So how, how can maybe, for, or non-English films or foreign films to whoever, uh, wherever we're from, how can they open our minds and open our perceptions and how can they help us? <laughs> I would say not see it as a, as a punishment, like, oh, I need to read the, <laughs> the subtitles, but you get to see this fantastic, brilliant film from a place. Like people love watching fairy tales and stuff. Well, how about mm. you dive into a world that's so far of your own, mm. you don't even understand the language, like with different experiences, different traditions, different cultures. And sometimes we feel like we know every country because of the internet and you've maybe seen a few memes or gifs from that world but if you really dive into a story and get to know their humor and that's just imaginative fantastic gift 
and it opens your horizons yeah. and again especially in a time like this period we haven't been able to travel so personally we traveled with films mm -hmm. you know we've been in so many different countries in this period and we've seen so many different people and we interacted so for us it was really like let's travel and so if you i would just say if especially if you don't get to travel as much and if you're quite rural just open your mind because this would also get to um might make you want to get to these places and might make, make you want to go there and visit them for yourself and you're just breaking boundaries because and borders because at the end of the day we're one people the world has become smaller and smaller and i think to look at it as like english non-english no it's like different cultures but let's learn about each other and let's get to know each other more and film has the ability to open these borders through stories like liza said through beautiful stories, sometimes sad, sometimes happy, but it's a journey. And just give yourself the gift of exploring something new. Yeah, exactly. And as you mentioned that it's, it's, it's a great way to travel when we can't travel without the stress of traveling. <laughs> it's, you know, just watching these films in, you know, their, their different languages and we get to learn different cultures as well. So I definitely, you know, would agree with that. That I've I've traveled a lot, I would say, in COVID without ha actually having traveled. <laughs> well done. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> try to at least. Um, no, that I definitely agree with with all of that. And aren't there aren't there mainly indie indie films then as well? Um, or do you have any uh, maybe? Well, I don't have maybe been as many blockbuster movies this year, but are there different kinds of films? So what kind of films uh, can people watch and discuss in the film club? Yeah, we do mainly find independent films, but we'd say that high budget independent films or high quality independent films right. that have done a really, um, really successful festival circuit. Um, that are just great films. And I mean, to be fair, some of them have been done on a very low budget, but their quality is just so high. So the budget is irrelevant. We do not really focus on um, blockbusters as per now, but that's not to say that there's a great blockbuster out there that's been directed by a woman or great female gaze that we might want to look at as well. So we are pretty open-minded. What we say is it, it has to be the quality, good stories, brilliant acting, and, and a great team behind it. And, and then, yeah. Yeah. And do, I don't know if I if you mentioned this already, but do you have to be a filmmaker in order to be a part of this uh, membership platform, or can can anybody join? Well, it is made for filmmakers to connect and for professionals in the industry, but it's ranged from we have people from the film distribution to film lawyers to film festival experts to actors, mm. directors, writers. Um, so a lot of range within the film industry but they are all professionals yes okay we do have an email list that if people just want to stay updated with our recommendations or get to know all the facts and the background research that we do on every film that we discuss they can always sign up to our newsletter and then yeah they still get all all the goodies in their inbox for free and they know what films to watch on the exactly. weekend <laughs> yeah great i mean i think that alone would be very helpful <laughs> because I'm, I'm sure you've gone through you know netflix going okay what should i watch now and you spend maybe i don't know how long just mm -hmm. trying to decide what to watch exactly. so it'd be nice to have a recommendation of, uh, yeah, yeah so watch, watch these films and we are like 
oh my god is this on amazon prime it was so hidden in the algorithm yes. we hadn't we would never have even be founded exactly. if we didn't do extensive extensive research on it and then you find this brilliant film you're like i want to know more about it but then you spend hours going on youtube and you go off topic and then suddenly you end up with cat videos and <laughs> god knows what while well, you're like actually i just wanted to know this one interview so we also make a resources sheet for every film with the best interviews the best reviews the best videos um and fun quote and just a kind of summary of background of the film so you're really delve into the experience yeah no definitely i think that as, as you mentioned the film just gets lost into the algorithm of either amazon prime or netflix or or it's like oh i didn't know that this was on here and, um, and I also see on the website that you mentioned that there is online distribution with Herflix. Yes. Uh, what, what, what exactly is Herflix for, you know, for people who mightn't have heard of it? So Herflix is an online VOD platform that showcases films by women, for women and about women. And um, they have some brilliant, brilliant films. And so what we're able to do, we have a very, um, good collaboration with Half Lakes. Um, the president, Adriana Shaw, is a lovely lady based in New York. And um, together we're able to see the films from our members. So, so far it's been mostly short films and a couple of documentaries. And we're able to watch them. And as long as they're of the right quality, we're then able to uh, provide them distribution online. And they're just sitting there next to some really high budget, amazing films, a really nice library selection of very niche films. And also Herflix is um, constantly growing. They're signing um, contracts with very big studios. So it's a great collaboration and it's great for our members because what happens is, especially with short films, you'll make a short film it will do great in the festivals and then it just stays in your closet because nobody watches it anymore. Your family have seen it a million times, your friends have already seen it and there's not much more to do with it. And here we're able to continue to give it life by putting it online. And also a lot of these, um, a lot of our members that have now done their first short will be big directors in five years down the line and they would have done their feature film. So it's really nice for Herflix as well to have their fast films as short films to put them online. And it's a great collaboration. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's fantastic. And um, it's, you know, as you mentioned, it's a great, you know, to help the filmmakers and, the, and Herflix because it gives them a platform where they can put their films on and make it easy for people to watch. Exactly. Uh, which, and th then I don't want to I don't want to keep you guys too long. But then uh, I'm also curious to know as well that after COVID, so we, hopefully there'll be light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> when you know we, we can again you know meet in person. Uh, well, ho hopefully you guys will continue this. But do do you see this? You know, people if they wanted to through the female film club would be able to meet up in person if they live close by. Uh, or will it be still mainly online? How do you see the film club uh, going in the future? Well, in order to make it as accessible as possible for everyone global, it will always have its main presence online. That being said, we are massive fans of film festivals and we cannot wait for them to get in person. And then who knows, there'll be a female film club meetup from every of our members going to Berlinale or to Cannes yeah. or to London and we can all meet up there and discuss the films there. 
um, but our main presence will be online in order to provide that accessibility for the people that might not be able to travel due to various circumstances. And also to have an international community, like mm -hmm. Liza said, it's impossible to keep that going if you're just meeting up in the city you live in. So the meetups will be in festivals and continuing online. No, fantastic. And then I meant to ask as well that you mentioned it's a global uh, movement now that, uh, that you started. So well done on that. <laughs> it's really great. And then with, uh, with the language, because I assume maybe English might be the main language spoken. What about if people might not uh, know much English or mightn't be comfortable, you know, speaking English as well? Um, do, is it possible to speak other languages or to help each other? Uh, yeah, we always will help our members. Between me and Liza, we speak quite a few languages ourselves. I think eight or nine in total together. <laughs> <Wow>. no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I speak six languages and Liza speaks a lot as well. And so we're just able to then have translate if needed. And also we're super patient and we have so many members from that English is not their first language and that they might take a bit more time to explain something. But again, we're just a community and we're together and we help each other and we adapt ourselves to um, the person that is speaking. And it's also sometimes, for example, you have two people from Brazil and one might not know the language, but the other one is super fluent in English and they can help each other. And it's just creating an even more um, connection also within the countries of camaraderie. Yeah, no, that's uh, again, that's... Uh, that that sounds great. And where where can people find uh, more about the Female Film Club? Then, if they're curious to know more, www.femalefilmclub.com. We did so not rehearse this. <laughs> I have a feeling you said this before. <laughs> and if you just want to be a part of um, the, gosh my brain if you want to be a part of the email list because we love just spreading the word and just getting these films out there just write us a note on info at femalefilmclub.com and we will gladly subscribe you to the email list and you'll get all the updates you'll get all the resources sheets most of the films you can just watch on netflix or on Amazon Prime, put them on your watch list when they come around, you know them. You also know all the fun facts about it so you can show off to your friends and you can be that person who can be like, oh, did you know that? And did you know that? Like, just subscribe to the email list. Yeah. You'll be that person. So you that's our disclaimer. Be, exactly. You won't just be a film goer. You will become a film expert. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> I want to subscribe. Yeah, definitely. Now I want to subscribe. We're going to subscribe you to our email list. Yeah, oh, you have no choice. Oh. No, no, well, no I was going to ask you to do that anyway. So I'm delighted that <laughs> All right, <laughs> like you're you're, you were reading my mind. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I think you've answered all, all of my questions. Uh, is there anything else that uh, that you guys would like to to say to I don't know people listening or anybody at all or, or to, that I haven't that we haven't covered? Well, what we are all about is connect, really listen to each other, open your mind to different cultures, different stories, and connect with each other online in a truthful manner, even if it feels a bit uneasy at first keep going because it's so worthy and you can gain so much from it so that's just the biggest thing that we wanted to share and also we're just very optimistic about the future yeah. we think it's going to be beautiful and to yeah. anyone who's worried and what does the future hold you don't need to worry like things 
will be exactly how you want them to be and that's really what we believe so um, it's a journey and we're very excited to be on this journey together there's always a different perspective out of wherever you are yeah well that that's great no i, I feel more positive now <laughs> than <it's been laughs> two of you that genuine like yeah no things i believe uh, and i mentioned it before but mark remote uh, is saying that uh everything will be all right in the end and if it's not all right it's not the end yeah so, yes. that's what we yes. so no definitely it's because it's, it's great to be part of like, you know again we've been through a hell of a year but there is light at the end of the tunnel and then as you're saying that even you know i don't want to say there's anything positive from covid because it's been very challenging but the two of you came up with this female film club during lockdown so that has been great and it's already making a huge difference that i can see so uh, well, thank you, Nicole and Liza, for joining me. And I definitely look forward to keeping in touch. And hopefully we can meet in person sometime soon. Yes, yes. we're still going to have that uh, rave at some point, uh, yeah, whether yeah. in London or in Ireland. <laughs> we're going to make it happen at some point. Yes, in my, in my country house with the chickens. Yeah, uh, they'll, yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll have to be invited I want to as well. The chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're a bit mad. But, uh, I like mad see, chickens. <laughs> once you see them, they're okay. <laughs> uh, well thank you so much and the very best of luck with uh with everything thank you so um, much thank to you best of luck with everything enjoy your you month so much. and let us know how your monday visualizations go we're curious if it works for you thank you so that was my conversation with liza and nicole the founders of the female film club a huge huge thank you to liza and nicole for agreeing to speak to me at an absolute blast and i hope we can meet in person uh, one day, once COVID ends, whenever that is. Uh, but thank you in the meantime for agreeing to speak to me. And in the meantime, I would really recommend people listening to check out the Female Film Club at www.femalefilmclub.com and you can learn all more about it. It's a really wonderful organization that they've created and a great way for people to keep in touch, uh, especially during these uh, challenging times. And um, so that is it for this week and for season one. Now, I do plan on coming back, hopefully in a few months, with uh, more conversations, more interviews as well. Uh, so it, I hope also to do some in-person interviews with people that, of course, depend on lockdown and COVID, how the situation goes. Uh, but I do plan on coming back with more interviews, more episodes in a few months. In the meantime, if you like this podcast, you can help in a few ways. Uh, you can rate, review, and you can subscribe. Uh, if you wanted to know how you could review the podcast, you can go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash short to speaks with, and the link is in the show notes. And I said you can subscribe and share the link as well. That would really, really help. But in the meantime, thank you so much for everyone listening. And uh, I will be back hopefully in a few months. So if anybody also, if anybody does want to appear on this podcast and to uh, talk to me about whatever, whether you're an artist or any type of you know, filmmaker or writer or work in the arts industry or any, anything at all you want to speak about, feel free to contact me at shortestspeaks.com forward slash be my guest. And of course, that is also in the show notes. So. Again, thank you to everyone for listening and I'll be back in a few months. So take care, everyone, and stay safe. <laughs>